Hey, how's it going, everybody? James here for James Loves Games, and welcome to tonight's Chaos Meta Review. Now, um, if you're listening, I'm actually by myself, and obviously if you are all watching, I am by myself. Now, there are multiple reasons for this, which I will get into momentarily, and and so um, I'll go ahead and give a shout-out to my sponsors. Shout-out to MiniatureScenery.com. Uh, check out Tim's stuff. Their scenery is quite awesome. Um, let him know that I sent you. Uh, I don't get any bonuses, but hey, at least he knows that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his advertising uh, is going well. Um, and also a shout out to my local store, Wizards ICT, and their sponsorship of the channel. Shout out to Bam, uh, Julian, and all the guys out there. Um, thank you guys so much for having faith in me and the channel. Uh, enough to sponsor. And uh, check out their awesome discount program. It's completely free. You just got to show up and spend some money with them. So um, definitely check out Wizards ICT uh, for all your gaming needs here in Wichita, Kansas. And so tonight's meta chat, um, I'm going to be doing things a bit differently. Now, um, there's multiple reasons for this. Um, initially, uh, I, I think uh, I kind of want to review the state of the meta, but I, I want to review it in a way that's, uh, I'm going to try not to be negative, you know? I feel like uh, things have kind of came to a head. Uh, what with the SoCal Open game, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have already watched the game. Um, the tactical merit of that game is questionable, uh, to say the least, because we do play a dice game, but at a certain point, the dice shouldn't overwhelmingly matter. You know what I mean? Um, we've all had games where you get diced. It happens, you know, um, but on a top table at a, at a major GT to see uh, one of the better players, whether or not you like him or whatever, um, basically getting tabled at the bottom of one uh, by pretty much the boogeyman list out there. Um you know, it, it, it does definitely look a certain way, you know. Um, and so I think things have come ahead to a head. You know, there have been a lot of podcasts much more popular than mine um, and much more bigger than mine uh, talking about these things. You know, um, the Flying Monkeys, which I'm an occasional guest on, uh, they, they had a great podcast episode where they talked about, you know, a um, bunch of high-profile players basically talking about their feelings of the meta. And then uh, also, you know, a lot of the other podcasts I listen to have also talked about the same thing. Um one thing I will say, uh, a lot of those podcasts, sadly, uh, they do have GW shills. Um, it, that's probably the best way to put it. Um, you know, when you are a TO for GW or you are a, um, you're affiliated with GW in some way, shape, or form, um, I guess bias kind of leads through, you know, whether or not people intend to, you know, same way, um, you know, I, I work for the military and so I'm not going to talk badly about my employer, especially to anybody outside of the military you know um because a uh doesn't mean that i necessarily believe in it maybe i'm just bitching to bitch um and then b also you don't really want to smack talk your employer you know um and i get it 100 percent get it guys um and so you know i i have also probably let it bleed through uh at least in the previous few episodes that um the way that the game's going, I don't necessarily like it. Uh, anybody locally will also tell you, you know, uh, my passion for 40K has definitely waned quite a bit. And um, I think it's 
it's not only the overpoweredness of the armies. Uh, I, I think that that's definitely an aspect of it, but I feel like the game has been solved. You know, we've been sit playing the same missions for what going on almost two years now. Um, yeah, we saw minor tweaks with secondaries, which a lot of people felt really bad about the 2021 book. As a matter of fact, I gave my 2020 GT book after buying the 2021 to somebody um, that hadn't bought one. I was like, dude, don't buy the 2021 one. Just Google the, the missions and you'll, be fine with the secondaries. And that's exactly what he did. He just he just taped in the pages of the the new secondaries, you know, and he he did fine. Um and so um you know I, I feel like the game's been solved, you know. I, I feel like the game is incredibly stagnant in, in the way that it's being presented. Um and you know the reason why I wanted to tackle this this thing, I wasn't able to find a guest tonight, so I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. Uh, I reached out to a bunch of people, they were going to GTs. As a matter of fact, a few of my friends got COVID. I hope you guys are doing fine, Thomas and, and the others. Um, uh, you know, uh and so they obviously couldn't come on and do this. And so I was like, I was ready to do this show all by myself, uh, was actually looking up lists. And go figure, I start looking through the lists of the GTs this week, and what do I see? I see Admech with a bunch of flyers. I see, um, you know, no Grey Knights. Uh, weirdly enough, Grey Knights didn't do incredibly well this weekend. Um, but, you know, Orc Buggies, um, uh Dark Angels with 30 Terminators. Um, just stuff like that, right? The stuff that we've been seeing a lot. I think there was like a few lists that were really interesting. But it almost feels like, in a way, some people are actually avoiding playing certain factions. So, um, as an example, right? Admech. Admech is is incredibly oppressive. Um, and I, I feel like a good player with Admech is nigh nearly unbeatable you know what i mean it, it's it's to the umpteenth degree where it's just it feels bad you know what i mean now yes a lot of people will argue well i've beaten admech well what tier of admech player did you play because tier does matter for example i play some of the best gray knight players in, in the midwest you know uh mark newson he is known to be like one of the top gray knights players every single year He's never not played Grey Knights, you know, and I play him on a constant. So playing Mark Newson is different from playing a typical Grey Knights player. You know, I play Brian Hunter, uh, one of the top Midwest players. You know, he runs the Flying Monkey Con. He runs Flying Monkeys. Uh, you know, he's a sponsor of the channel. Um, you know, so I do play top tier players a lot. And so, you know, when I look at games, I look at them from that perspective. I'm not looking at playing the average guy with the average list i'm playing like thinking you know i'm gonna go two and oh and i'm gonna be playing one of these guys and so what what do i need to handle you know um and so it's not to fluff my butt or nothing it's just literally to say that um yes these armies are fallible example buggies buggies are very defeatable if you got dense terrain and you have somebody that doesn't have great target priority, because target priority is very, very critical to the way that list works. If that list has one or two bad turns, especially if it's two bad turns, it's over. You know what I mean? However, on the flip side, that list is so incredibly oppressive that if somebody has at least reasonable um, target priority, you don't have any dense terrain, yeah, you're probably going to lose if you went second. You know what I mean? Luckily, um, a lot of tournaments do have some sort of dense terrain and so my advice in that list matchup is literally always cluster around the dense terrain as best as you can and avoid that first kill you know um and so uh 
like I was saying with the meta, you know, I was looking through the list and and I was seeing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again, you know. Um and quite honestly, it's it's depressing, you know what I mean? Um and and in a way I really hope that GW is definitely taking our uh our feedback, you know what I mean? They did just put out um that feedback survey and for what it's worth, you know, at, at least they're trying. I do agree. Some of the questions were definitely, um, uh, I guess, directive. Uh, you know what I mean? In the way, um, it, sometimes it didn't sound like there was a bad answer. Like, uh, I feel a certain way about this. Why is there no answer that really fits the way that I, I feel, you know? Um, and so what I do, I do hope from all of this is that GW takes our criticisms. Now, if you haven't answered the survey, please, please, please. Go answer the survey, you know, um, the more people who pile onto it, let your voice be heard, you know, fill in the comment. There's a comment block at the very end. You could put in whatever, bitch and moan about whatever. Um, but I feel like this, the actual people, you know, putting in uh, those answers, um, I think a pattern will definitely emerge. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people, uh, even if you're a casual player, you want a balanced game, right? You want a balanced, fun game um, that you can roll some dice with a buddy, and your buddy doesn't need to feel bad if he wants to play Admech. He doesn't need to feel bad if he enjoys orc buggies. You know what I mean? Because um, I, I know some guys, you know, Jacob, I, I don't know if he actually listens to the channel, um, and I give him shit all the time about playing buggies. Um, and, and to me, it's just because, like, he is a newer player, and to me, it, it kind of hurts him playing the game. You know, he gets used to this overwhelming firepower that he could literally like waste most players with, but he never actually learns how to play Warhammer 40k the way that it's meant to be. He just he just learns overwhelming force, win the game. Hey, I won, um, and it's not bad because he says he enjoys the list. I want him to enjoy the list, but at the same time, I feel like. An average player against an average player with two lists should at least, like, yeah, there, there should be bad units and bad stuff in the game, but it shouldn't be that black and white. You know what I mean? So, um, so moving forward, like I said, I wanted to be a lot more positive about this. So, um, what can we do as players to solve this? So, um, I think number one, go out there, uh, answer the survey, right? The survey is really important to at least letting GW know how you feel about the game. Um, you know, again, I feel a way about the game, uh, hence why I've been doing so much of Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff uh, for the channel. And I've been really, really enjoying that. As a matter of fact, I've gotten about 10 players into the game at this point, and they seem to be enjoying it too. Um, hell, we just really love that game, you know, and listen to that podcast, you know, if you want to hear me talk all about that game. But, um, you know, on the flip side, I, I have been playing the occasional Warhammer game. You know, I took second at an RTT. Damn you, Brian, for submarining. Anyways, because uh, I know Brian listens to this. But, um, you know, the only way that I felt like I could play the game was doing a hyper-skew list. With Bellacor, I had Mortarian, and a ton of demon engines that were Nurgle, right? Um, it's a valid list, yes. But the reason I skewed so heavily was because, A, I knew I was going to play some of the better Grey Knights players if I did end up getting up there. And B, there were two Orc players, one of which being Jacob, and Jacob um, has consistently ended up towards the top with his Orc Buggies list. So I was like, well, these are the lists I need to plan on facing when I get there, if I do get there, and that's that, you know. Um, 
ended up working out for me, but, um, and luckily I do like playing skew type lists. If you guys watch the channel for, or listen to the podcast for, uh, uh, any period of time, you know how much I love demon engines. I love epidemia style lists. You know, I ran it at, at a GT in eighth edition two and did really well. Um, it's my jam. I, I do enjoy it, but at the same point, I feel like I was kind of pigeonholed into doing it in that um, I would have loved to have ran Mono Thousand Suns, you know. Uh, I, I don't like the way they play with Grey Knights, you know. Um, I I would love to run Mono Death Guard, but Mono Death Guard has problems with orcs. Um, like, it's good into orcs, but also has problems with orcs. It also has problems with Grey Knights. It has problems with that mech, you know. Um, and so for me, you know, uh, I can't run the things that I would like to run because i feel like i need to run certain things to to be ordered to compete i i think that's kind of like where orc players are at right now right they, they feel like they have to run buggies in order to compete and in some ways they do you know um and so you know let gw know how you feel let gw know how you feel now locally uh in your areas you know um i think make a concerted effort to figure out what sort of um play experience that you all want you know um at least locally here uh in my local area here everybody has basically stopped playing that bank. and that's because it's either you feel really good or really bad about the game right um it's a, it's polar opposites right um and, and so you know, we do have players like um, I believe Mavericks his name. Um, he loves Admec. Admec was his very first army, but he doesn't want to play them because he just feels bad playing most of his games because it's just almost no contest, you know. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people are trying to skew away from the armies that they would like to play because they feel bad about the game. And so what can we do as players to kind of, um, I guess, fix this? Well, A, um, I guess talk to your opponent. You know, if your buddy wants to run Admech, be like, hey, man, are you going real heavy hard or are you just trying to do like an average list, you know? Um, and I get it, an average Admech list is still good. But if he's bringing like Catafron robots or something like that, it's not like a super hardcore Admech list. So uh, maybe you can have a little bit of fun with that type of game, you know? Um, and so I guess revolving your play experience around what you guys want to see. Now, obviously, if you're hyper-competitive, you know, like this channel it aims to be and like we want to talk about, um, you know, I guess finding solutions on the table uh, that don't necessarily involve, you know, there's a lot of talk um, in the TO groups and stuff like that about, like, doing a fact, uh, some sort of fact that we all use, kind of like WTC does. Um where we basically address the issues that haven't been addressed. Example, you know, shooting double cherubs or uh, Argent Shroud advancing out of rhinos and shooting Walter Meltzes with no negative. Um, you know, stuff like that. Basically, the, uh, the players taking it in our hands. Part of the problem with doing that is um, because of how bad things have been between Drakari, uh, Admech, um, now we're talking about orcs and then maybe even gray knights falling right behind that, um, with the dread knights and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we might over, overcompensate because of our passion for the game. You know what I mean? Um, because a lot of us want the game to be balanced, right? And, and I feel like a game this big and with so much breadth, it's really hard to balance. And balance is always a relative 
thing, right? Um, there's always going to be strong stuff. There's always going to be weak stuff. But um, I think we all at this point can kind of identify the overtold things and adjust those things. But I feel like as players, you know, and as TOs, um, touching points is probably not something that we're, we should do. Um, and so I feel like the fact would be good. But then where do you draw a line with fact? You know what I mean? Um, because uh, as an example, what happens if we fact Ar Argent Shroud and we're like, it doesn't work. And then Gito becomes back and goes, oh, no, it was meant to work. Oh, OK. So we've all been playing it wrong, you know. Um, so like, is it fact the things that are obvious or like, you know what I mean? So. You know, some of the things that we have control of uh, as tournament organizers, uh, community members, you know, hopefully you're out there building your community. Design tables with competition in mind, right? Um, the way that I like to put it, every deployment zone should have some way of hiding something, uh, whether it be, you know, you could go to the extreme with the GW route where you literally can hide your whole army. I don't agree with that. Uh, that necessarily, I feel like, um, you should have a bit of exposure, um, and whether that be from angles, you know what I mean? That if they move from an angle over here, they could see like a part of your army. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree with a hundred percent line of sight blocking. Like if we're sitting in our deployment zones and nobody moves, okay, cool. But you should at least incentivize people to move and pivot and try to like draw lines of sight on you. But you also don't want it to be like literally if they move like 10 degrees to the left, they see your whole army behind this wall, right? So um, so I like to say that you should have one thing that you can definitively hide behind that there's absolutely no way your opponent can draw a line of sight on you um, from their deployment zone. You know, I'm not talking flyers or line of sight shooting or anything like that. But like we're talking like a Lehman Rust moving around a building. Can they see you? You should be able to at least hide part of your army 100%, right? Secondly, you should have at least one piece of dense terrain. The size of that's relative. Um, you know, everybody has different stuff, but, you know, industrial structures, forests, all that sort of stuff, you know, those all count as, as trees uh, or dense terrain. Have some sort of dense terrain. Now, this does hurt certain armies more than others, like Tau, um, Admech, or not Admech, uh, Astra Militarum, Orc Buggies um, in particular. You know, that's actually... The whole reason I've had such success against Org Buggies is that here locally we have at least one piece of dense terrain near your deployment zone, you know? Um, but at the same time, what it does is it tends to discourage stuff like that from happening. Um, it does empower stuff like Admech. It does empower Marines because Marines tend to be pretty good with dense terrain, right? But at the same point, you know, Marines don't have that much stuff generally speaking, to begin with. And uh, if a Marine player goes first, they're probably moving off the dense terrain, which means now you have a recourse to to shoot back at them. You know what I mean? So um, at least one piece of dense terrain, one thing that you can absolutely hide behind, and then the rest is kind of up to you. But if you have at least those things, you know, I tend to do two ruins and one piece of dense terrain and then like some scatter terrain or something like that, or um, even two pieces of dense terrain on both sides of your deployment zone or something. Um, just something that gives you defensive bonuses for facing off against your opponents, you know. What this is going to do is it does it, it does empower more melee-focused armies a little bit more, but it does encourage a lot more interaction because you know that you can't just sit back and blow your opponent off the table, you know. Even being a Death Guard player, dense terrain hurts because because that turns my uh, Plague Burst Crawlers into 50-50 shots. Um, 
which is either good or really bad, you know? Um, so, so, you know, that's some, some things that as players you guys can do. Um, and also I feel like, um, maybe not some sort of comp, but, um, you know, maybe doing some more fun formats. And what I mean by that is like Highlander formats. Um, so examples of Highlander uh, or Highlander, if you've never played it, is basically you can only take one of an option other than troops. Um, now this does like power up stuff like Admech because Admech is, could literally take all their troops. But you could also do a Highlander where literally you have to take each troop option once before you recycle troops. Um which would be kind of fun. You know, example, you know, space marines that have to take attack squad and then an cursor squad and an intercept or whatever, uh, you know, uh, uh, intercessor squad. Um, and it, what it would end up doing is you'd end up with some crazy, wacky-ass builds. Now, obviously, stuff like Drukhari or... Um, uh, you might have to like, you know, make a mini fact for something like Drukhari, you know? Um, be like, you know, oh, uh, if you're playing a witch list... Um, then you have to take at least one other, so whether it be warriors or um, uh, racks, so that way they can't just like spam witches across the list. You know what I mean? Um, because literally that's what Drukari does as it is. So, um, but stuff like that, you know, uh, I, I feel like Highlander format might be a lot of fun in, in the current meta. You know, uh, maybe shake some things up a little bit. Um, but also other formats are out there. You know, you can do team formats. Team formats seem to be um, very popular, and they do encourage more skew builds. But you know, a three man team tournament at your at your local uh, instead in place of an RTT would be fun. A, you get experience in a team format, and then B, um, it would encourage different lists to actually show up because different lists tend to do. Better better in, in team formats and it allows you for some more creativity i feel um in the team format you know you could also do uh you know maybe smaller type games um maybe some sort of newbie league or, or what have you maybe even a tournament to cap off your crusade you know um I feel like these things will will at least hold you over as a player um, until things get better you know what i mean now that being said um I am optimistic for the game. I am optimistic for 40k. Uh, reason being, you know, a, a lot of people are getting a lot of grumblings, um, you know, from friends or or maybe sources or whatever acquaintances. And obviously, I've got a lot of acquaintances um, about the way the game is about to be shaped. Um, from what I'm being told, there are new missions on the way. Uh, whether or not that means the end of the year. Uh, I, I feel like it's probably going to be end of the year. We're going to see something probably announced by the end of November, maybe early December. Uh, but I feel like we're going to get some sort of new missions because I, I feel like GW has been cognizant of this. Um, you know, I've had Justin Curtis on, who is a, a, not only a playtester, but also a GW judge. And he said point blank to me that yes we we let them know that things need to change and um you know he hasn't told me much more than that but he does say that you know constantly they're giving feedback to the company and so um hopefully they're taking that to heart you know maybe maybe that's why we haven't heard anything is that literally they're looking at shaking up the game tremendously here going into the new year and so um I do wish GW would come out and say something you know, like we're working on something um, or look forward to this, this type of time of year, you know, um, because going on six months of this admec crap and Yukari and all this stuff. And now we've got orcs that we're handling. Um, 
you know, a lot of people aren't in the brain space to actually play 40k, and it is driving a lot of players out of um, various metas. You know, uh, some tournaments actually that we're seeing record numbers are now seeing huge drop offs because people just don't want to play the game. You know, um, and so, um, you know, hopefully we do see a big shakeup. I've gotten a few grumblings about some points changes. You know. Um, Good and bad, you know what I mean? Um, I, I can't really say much more than that, but yeah, uh, I hope that what I've heard about points, I've heard two different stories about points, and I hope that um, the latter, uh, where certain factions are getting touched in ways that they probably should be, is good. Um, but I also hope that it doesn't hit those factions in a way that they become unplayable, you know what I mean? Um, because that's also not what we want. You know, uh, I've enjoyed seeing Drakari on the table. I've enjoyed seeing Adbeck. I've enjoyed seeing Orcs. But I don't enjoy to see the same things over and over again. I don't enjoy to see, feel like the game is literally slipping out of your hands constantly because it's just like that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, yeah. I, I mean, hopefully things get really, really good here soon. Um, and, uh... That being said, um, you know, so I, I wanted to skip doing an actual meta discussion because, like I said, there's only so many times that I can say, you know, I've talked about this type of list, I've talked this, about this type of list, and when, like, you know, out of all the GTs, I'm going to talk about maybe three lists, does that make an episode? Probably not. Um, and so I, I really didn't want to to kind of go through that. And I wanted to talk more about my thoughts and feelings about the game and, and hopefully the direction we're going, you know. Um, as a Chaos player, I'm being told that Chaos is going to get uh, an extra bit of love going into the new year. Um, I feel like that this is going to be a, a step in basically allowing us to play stuff like chaos space marines um so you know maybe get some of those chaos space marines painted up um but i feel like this might be an interim buff going into the new year when we actually get the new chaos stuff um and so that would be great uh, i would love a reason to actually play my chaos space marines and take them out for a little bit um you know get away from playing thousand suns get away from playing demon engines get away from playing death guard for a little bit uh i'll play that i love demons you know, demons have been seeing an exceptional amount of play, um, especially with all the big critters. You know, Bellacore kind of breathed a lot of life back into that faction. But at the same point, that's also gotten stale too, because big monsters are great and fun and all, but when all the lists are four Keepers of Secrets plus Bellacore, okay, guys, uh, can we get a little bit more creative, you know? So um, I would not be surprised if we see Keepers of Secrets go up in points, guys. So, um... Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I do hope that, you know, Plague Bearers go down. That would be great. I hope that all the lesser demons go down, at least uh, a fraction. You know, maybe Demonettes go down a point. Uh, Bloodletters go down a point. That way we can bring Demon Hordes more, which would actually breathe a lot of life into running a Disciples of Bellicor list. Um, maybe we see something adjust Disciples of Bellicor so we can run the Gas Base Marines and the Demons Detachment. That would be great, too. Um, you know... So there's a lot of things GW can do, especially as a Chaos player, to make my little dark heart incredibly, incredibly happy. Um, I will say things are going to get shaken up, even if the mission uh, things that I'm being told don't come to fruition soon. The points will definitely shake stuff up. I will say that much. Um, the points are definitely going to shake some stuff up, make some stuff better, make some stuff worse. 
Some stuff's going to kind of stay the same because you're going to see adjustments uh, where stuff goes up that you didn't expect and stuff goes down that you didn't expect. Uh, maybe that gives you a, a little bit of, uh, you know, some insight out there. You know, I'm sure we're going to start seeing the leaks here very shortly. But, um, yeah, so as far as the state of the meta, guys, hang in there, um, you know, my best piece of advice, try to make the best of things and don't take the game too seriously right now, you know. Um, find other ways to enjoy the game, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, take this opportunity to sit down, paint all the models that have been gathering on your shelves over the past year during COVID when you were supposed to paint models, but you didn't. So now maybe you paint models instead of playing the game and getting pissed off at it. Um, you know, uh, I'm taking these opportunities to actually paint a lot more, uh, put stuff together that's been sitting on shelves, um, and just kind of waiting, you know, biding my time and, um, you know, occasionally playing in an RTT. So, um, I'm actually running an RTT here in two weeks here in Wichita. So, uh, that should be a lot of fun. That's my way of taking a break and watching others play the game and enjoy the game, you know? So, um, that will bring my heart happiness, you know? But that being said, everybody, uh, I do want to say thank you for listening. You know, um, you know, hopefully you don't take this as a bitch session, uh, cause that's not what it was intended as. Um, you know, again, I, I, I do have hope that this game uh, will recover, you know, um, for your new players out there. You know, um, if you're starting to see people like lose a lot of faith in the game, you know, run softer lists, you know, let them win a few games. Uh, uh, bring them up, you know, bring bring people up around you. That way, when the game does recover and people can go back to playing competitive games that feel more balanced. Um then everybody's happy. You know what I mean? We survived the storm. We can go ahead and carry on with our lives. So, um, but that being said, I'm going to close this one up tonight. Uh, almost 30 minutes. Um, nice, short, and sweet. Uh, so next week, I will hopefully get a meta review out. Um, you know, I am running a Marvel tournament this weekend, and then the following weekend, I've got a RTT that I'm running for 40k. So, um, hopefully, I'll get uh, a meta review out those two weeks, and then obviously Thanksgiving weekend, I'm not going to be doing one, and my birthday weekend, I'm not going to be doing one, um, which is the following weekend after that. Um, and I'll come back for probably a couple December ones, and then uh, yeah, we'll close it up for the end of the year, wrap it up in a bow, and then come back. Nice and strong in January. So um, I'll try to line up some great guests for y'all out there uh, for the next few ones uh, before the end of the year because it looks like, you know, about four more podcasts before the end of the year. So I'll try to line people up for those. But um, I do appreciate everybody listening. And so uh, until next time here on James Loves Games, this is the end of the Chaos Chat. And I'll talk to you guys or see you guys next time. Bye-bye.